Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is a great privilege to lie beneath the stars and try to count them. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. Hello, faithful listeners. Welcome back to the show. We're on a little stroll tonight. Oliver was sleeping and I didn't want to wake him. He's been finding it difficult to sleep since what happened. He says it was worse before when he was trapped in the car posh. The place is a bit of a state, to be honest, but that's pretty understandable, I think. He's been through a lot. Can't expect him to keep on top of tidying in the dishes, too. So... Here we are, on a little walk. It's a beautiful night here, faithful listeners. So clear and quiet. Only warm, too. Like the ground is holding onto the sunshine of the day. 
Late summer, isn't it? Well, early autumn, I suppose. It's really a beautiful time, isn't it? Mm. Well, a lot happened last week. Understatement, I know, but you can forgive me that, can't you, faithful listeners? I hold Ollie's deal now, which is, yeah, not really what we wanted out of this, to be honest, but Maria Gillespie's dead, and that means I'm out of options. Well, not options, other possibilities. It's funny. I didn't realise how much I'd been holding on to the idea that maybe it wasn't me, that in spite of it all, maybe just maybe it wouldn't be me I wasn't chosen or I was but I wasn't the only one and someone else would be the one who actually had to you know do something about it I am not the sort of person you want to try and stop the apocalypse I mean seriously look at what happened last week they ate Maria Gillespie before I even showed up sure nothing happened but that's because the parties involved were being blindsided and the actual problem is coming from somewhere else. I did nothing of use. I just showed up and accidentally took ownership of my boyfriend's fucking soul. Disaster all round. Oh, he keeps telling me it's fine. He says it's different. I don't know. Ingrobless, Indy. They're different, but it's, it's him. It's the love of my life. I can't go about commanding him and keeping him alive against his will. But then, what else am I supposed to do exactly? Let him die? A non-starter. He told me something else, too. He thinks his name, The Unrelenting, is about grief. About Jack. I mean, it would be another reason Scourge was so desperate to tell me how Oliver was made Major Arcana in the first place, but like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right to me somehow. His main evidence for this is that he heard that prophecy that grief would lay the first stone in the path towards the end, and given his in his heart is the doom of the world thing. Well, I suppose I can see how he'd draw that conclusion, but... Hello? You can see me. Oh, I'm sorry. Aren't you used to being seen? It's never happened before. I'm Sam. Yes, I know. We all know who you are. Who's we? I don't know. What's your name? I don't know. <laughs> Funny name, that. Um, anyway. Do you want to walk with me? Yeah. Okay. Where are we going? To the garden. All right. Is it your garden? No, not really. You just like it there? It's where I go. Oh, right. That's nice. It just is. Okay then. Is this the garden? Yes. It's lovely. It used to be lovelier. Once, this bed was filled with tulips and peonies. They were polished pebbles at the edge of a raised wooden walk. Ladies would walk here with their parasols. I was one of them, I think. 
But I don't remember now. But you remember the flowers? From early spring and right through the summer, the garden was beautiful. On a sunny day, you could walk her and smell the nectar and the flowers as you walked. But my favorite time to come was at night. I'd meet someone here, I think. The trees were younger then, but the fronds of the willow were thick enough that we couldn't be seen. Hidden there in the flowers, we would kiss. This place was our place. That's lovely. Who were they? All I remember is the garden and the secret kisses. Once there was more, but now that is all that remains. How do you remember those things? Did you choose them to hold on to? They are the ones that hold on to me. The memories. They hold me, I do not hold them. One day the stories about the garden won't be told, and I will go. What is left of me will go out like a sign in the night. I will not be missed. It has been a long time since anyone who could miss me lived. Do you want to go? I want for nothing. Oh. I suppose that's nice. It's neither nice or unpleasant. It simply is. Hmm. I have a ghost like that, you know. They don't know their name either. Mystery, we call them. So they do know their name? No, that's just what we call them. It's a name you have given. Names are strange things. They can be misleading, they can change, fade away, wear out with age. But they can be powerful things. What you call someone can give them themselves or take it away from them. What about you, then? People must call you something if they're still telling your story. They say your great-great-grandmother had a secret lover. And they used to meet in the gardens. So that's how you know to come here? I have always come here. And I always will, until I won't. Time is not a flat circle. Things end. I know. Better than most. Yeah. Now they will call me the ghost who met with Sam in the gardens. Who will? The listeners. Is that okay? Do you want to be forgotten? Nobody wants to be forgotten, but in time we all will be. But only by stories. We are made up of pieces of the world and pieces of the beyond. When we are gone, those pieces remain, whether we tell stories about them or not. Everywhere is haunted. Everyone is haunted. It's just that the ghosts are so small we don't see them. They are a part of us. They are us. Do you understand? I don't know. Then you do understand. Um, okay. Your past is just a story you've told about yourself, about where you are, and what has changed from before. What pieces you can tell can show where you're going. I don't have a story. Because you don't remember? Exactly. But that's a story in itself, isn't it? Your past is. Okay. It's arcane. Yes. Are you leaving? Yes. I go back now. Go back where? Into everything. What's that like? Anything. Everything. Nothing at all. That's... Yeah. Okay. That figures, I guess. Goodbye, heir apparent. You will remember this. I will. She's gone. Well, that was... nice. Interesting. Hmm. Memorable, certainly. I sometimes feel like... I don't know. Like we all live a million different lives at once. 
Like, we are the person we think we are in our own heads, but at the same time, we're something else to the people we pass on the street. It's that saying, isn't it? You're only really dead after the last time someone says your name, but even then, it's not like all of you is ever gone. The atoms of you become the atoms of other things. People have the same tastes and preferences as you. Your mannerisms, picked up by the people closest to you, then picked up by the people closest to them, and on and on. We're more than our memories, and we're more than other people's memories of us. We're pieces of thousands of people and things that came before us. And when we're done with those pieces, they go on to reform again and again, until the end of everything. And then, who knows? Maybe then all the pieces that make up all the universe get redistributed too, and become other universes. Who knows? It's a privilege, I guess, to know as many people who have died as I do. Maybe it lets me see things how other people can't. Maybe it makes it all feel less big and terrifying. I hope that it makes it less big and terrifying to you. Not just fighting, but living too, you know? It's all the same, really. All part of the other. Threads tangled, impossibly. Existing. The whole thing. It's a mess. But that's okay. We're okay, aren't we? Every now and then I have these moments where for a second I can see the me that exists for someone else. Sometimes it's with Anna and I can see myself as this little brother who she's always had to protect, something small and vulnerable. It happens with Kitty too, though less often. I think she takes a lot of care to try and not let the way she sees me colour things. She's good like that. Good at keeping herself at a distance from her ideas about things. Is what makes her a good investigator. How she managed to work for M for all those years in spite of everything. It happens with Oliver sometimes too. There'll be a moment where for a second he's looking at me and I can see myself as he sees me and it's ridiculous. I suppose he'd say the same if he could see the way I look at him. In those moments though, it's like worlds colliding. I, I can so clearly see how the way I see myself is not the way they see me. And for those moments, I really do exist twice. The me I experience and the one they observe and... I don't know. It makes me think about other worlds. In those big grand stories about the other side as a place that magic leaks out of. People have been looking for explanations for the strange, awful and wonderful for as long as people have existed. And it's funny how it's only recently that the horrible and the beautiful have been sort of made into opposites. Old stories about mermaids, they were beautiful but deadly. To keep bad things at bay, the stories aren't about biting them, they're about entreating them, coming to agreements so baffling that to the people making them they make no sense at all. It's like how you're not supposed to give your name to fairies, you know? Now, I've never met a fairy, but what with the way my life has been, I'm not 100% willing to write off the possibility that they exist. And I mean, actual fae beings. Like, not like, well, Oliver. <laughs> In a way, he is a magical fae being, actually, isn't he? <sighs> no, I bet the Tilworth tag don't have morning breath and wouldn't cry at the end of Pixar movies. Anyway, the point is... 
You're not supposed to tell a fairy your name, because in doing so, you give them your name, like the turn of phrase, to give a name, you know? But turn on its head? It's all a kind of wordplay, sort of conversational sleight of hand. The magical creatures in those stories, they seem to exist on a different set of rules to us. It's not even that different. Like, if you squint at it, it makes sense. The wild hunt is a big one. It's in so many stories from so many places. A great chase between the worlds, led by some ghostly figure. It's a horseman, usually. It's funny, isn't it? Oh, so often in folklore, horsemen are used to herald something, like they lead the charge, bringing worlds together for a moment. There are many variations, of course. The Welsh story is about this guy, Gwyn Neath. In some stories, he's the king of the underworld, the Anun, but not always. He leads this hunt, anyway, followed by and following these great dogs from the other side. Here we are. Home. The car posh. Sir? Where were you? I woke up and you were gone. Sorry. I didn't mean to wake you. I'm still airing the show, but you can come and sit with me. If you like. I appreciate how careful you're being with the commands, but it's all right. You can just talk. It's fine. I I don't mind it. Sorry. If you apologise one more time, I'm going to break something. Okay. (sighs) Would you like some wine? What? There's some left in the kitchen. Maybe when I'm done. Love, are you drunk? Maybe a little. <laughs> Shh, don't laugh. It's a very serious matter. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Do you need anything? No. You're broadcasting? Uh, yeah. You can say hi if you like. They like you. Is that so? Hello, faithful listeners. <laughs> What are you doing? Sitting down. I'm tired. There's a chair. Why are you sitting on the floor? (sighs) Oh, okay. We're napping with your head on my lap now. Are we? Yes. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, okay. No, no. Do the radio talking thing. I like it. Helps me sleep. Uh, okay. Um... No, go away. My turn. My lap. Go away. I'm sorry, Revel, darling. I don't know what's going on either. I thought you left. No, love. Why would I do that? I deserve it. We are not doing this again. (sighs) Are you sure you're okay? Yes. No. I don't know. Do you ever think about things if they, you know? I know many things, Magpie. Which things are you specifically referring to? (laughs) So modest. I mean, you know, what happened to you years ago? Do you ever wonder what things would be like if you hadn't been attacked that day? What if you never became the unrelenting and you were just with Jack forever? Of course I thought about that. For a long time, I thought about little else. But, Magpie, we make the choices we make in the moments we make them, not centuries after. I'm so heavy with regret, 
But I don't wish for it over what I have now, if that's what you're asking. I didn't mean regret or whether you'd swap us out. I mean, like, if you were born here and now and you were just some florist and I was just some guy, not some weird... whatever I am. Hmm, let me see. I probably wouldn't have hesitated to jump your bones immediately if it wasn't for the general sense of impending doom. <laughs> Oliver, that is not what I meant. If we were normal people doing normal things, would you still love me? I don't understand the point of this game. It's not a game. Well, I suppose it is, really. But it's just... I was thinking. If this is all a part of whatever was planned... What if we're together just because of fate or destiny or some great plan that doesn't actually have anything to do with either of us? It's not our story we're telling in some ways, is it? Like, I chose you, didn't I? But there's an extent from what you said. We're meant to be, not in that big, spooky, arcane sense, but in the sense that we were deliberately meant to be together. By someone else. Isn't that, I don't know, somehow worse? There is no way to know how much of our free will is an illusion. No, but without the one who walks here and there meddling with things, without the arcane tying us together, would you have loved me? For the purposes of this exercise, yes. But you don't know? No, of course I don't. We only have the lives we are living. There are infinite possibilities, a million possible worlds, so many we cannot possibly imagine them. I love you here and now. Is that not enough? It's more than enough. Of the million things I could say about that, I think just enough would be stopping criminally short. I just wonder, that's all. If things could be different, if you could choose, if you could know which version of you, of the millions upon millions of possible versions, is the happiest... The one sat here with you, who is just now realising he has once again been caught in an extremely tender moment during a live broadcast. I'm sorry, I don't mean to do it. I just feel more, I don't know, in tune when the show is live. I can say things that are difficult much better. I know. I'm not angry. You're not? It's part of who you are. And if I've not made that abundantly clear already... I like you. It's just something I've been thinking about. I feel like there are things you aren't telling me. There's so much happening. I don't know how much of myself I can trust. What's real, what's not. There's so many things I just seem to know without having learned them. Nothing is ever straightforward for me, is it? On the contrary. How I feel about you is the least complicated thing in the world. If I have doubts, they're not about my feelings. You can trust me about that. I want to. I do, but... I don't know. Everything is so... It all curls and shifts and folds back on itself. I just feel like I have to do so much, and I don't know how or even what it is, or what it means. I have to be brave. But I'm not. I'm scared, and I'm worried, and I don't know what to do. You're already brave. Don't joke, Oliver. I'm being serious. You love fearlessly, recklessly, unapologetically, in a world that gives you every reason not to. I can think of nothing braver. The way you talk about me is ridiculous. 
I'm going to wrap up the show and then we'll go to bed. All right. Thank you for tonight, faithful listeners. Thank you for every night. Thank you for listening. Good night. Studios. If you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Studios and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode starred Pippin Aero Major as Sam, Sana Javed as the ghost that spoke to Sam in the garden, and Will Cummings as Oliver. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.